Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Let's go places. Hey, what up? Welcome in. I'm Doug Gottlieb, and you are listening to All Ball, all basketball, all the time. Uh, Quick note that as we get closer and closer to the NBA bubble, um, we'll be having more and more of these on balls. We even have some emergency on balls after like the first Lakers Clipper game. So thanks for downloading. Tell a friend. I, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Um, you can go back through our archives. Last week we had Mark Turgeon on. He was awesome. This week we're going to focus on two players allegedly set to join college basketball sometime. Amani Bates, who by most people's estimation is one of the best talents to ever play high school basketball. He's maybe two years, maybe a year out from playing in college. He said he doesn't want to play in college. He committed to Michigan State. And then um, and then McCur Maker, who was a top 100 recruit and just committed to an HBCU and get a chance to play potentially for a historically black college university. But the problem is he might not actually play for that college university. What does it all mean? We'll get to that upcoming. I want to give you a a couple thoughts here on the NBA. Uh, I've heard comments. Anthony Davis said, hey, we're better than ever. We're healthy. We should be the favorite. 
Um, comes down to who's healthy and who wants it more, and we want it bad, right? That's basically what he said. He, here's the issue. They're not going to have Avery Bradley. They might not have Dwight Howard. And though I like the J.R. Smith edition, J.R. Smith could have been added anyway, probably would have been added anyway, the, the issue is their success directly, recent, and their dominance in the league. They became the best team in the league over the fe- month of February. Do you know who else was playing great in February? You're right. Avery Bradley. They need him. He was a great on-ball defender. He could make shots and play without the basketball. Now, J.R. Smith, we think, can make shots. Uh, he's not the same type of defender, but a decent, solid defensive player. He's just not the ball handler that Avery Bradley is. It hurts them. He's not. A, there's a reason J.R. Smith was on the street and a reason Avery Bradley was a starter. Right? There's, there's two different players. So Bradley was coming into his own, him staying home. But the, but the bigger thing is we, we do this thing in life and maybe i do it because I'm, I'm i have some narcissistic tendencies where you look at things from only your perspective so anthony davis is just looking at it from his perspective his perspective is we're healthy lebron's rested now he's had he was carrying a huge load when he's right when he's fresh he's the best player in the league that's anthony davis who's played with him and anthony davis probably thinks i was a little worn down now i'm fresh the problem with it is so are the clippers and if you look at the clippers and their issues it was with cohesion. Well, now they get an additional training camp. They get more time around each other. Then they get, you know, their uh, early playoff games. They'll have more time and games together so that any chemistry issues they previously had playing with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, this is like another season and another off season. And Kawhi struggled to stay healthy. You would think, you would think that all the time away, all the rehab, work on his body, Kawhi Leonard should be back to prime Kawhi Leonard which is closer to his athletic prime than LeBron James. So while I do think that the Lakers are rested, fresh, and if they can stay healthy, have a great chance, I think the Clippers benefit equally, and maybe even more so if Lou Williams gets on the plane and goes to Orlando and they have all their players, which I think is going to happen. So I I get the thought on the Lakers. I, I don't really understand what's happening in Brooklyn. You know, Spencer did when he legit surgery. He's he's not going to go. Kyrie's not going to Like, nobody wants to go. But I, I think that part of it is, this is about leadership. Crap. You know, LeBron leads, wants to go. All but one guy goes. Kyrie Irving questions the league and whether they should do it. Kevin Durant doesn't want to play even though he's healthy. And nobody wants to go for Brooklyn. So look, do I think the Clippers are favorites? I still have questions about the Clippers outside of of Kawhi, you know, their ability to take and make big shots in the playoffs. They don't seem to have as many guys, but then I have the same questions about the Lakers. Anthony Davis never done anything in the playoffs. JR has, but is, is that's the guy you're counting on, right? Like we have our questions. Rondo hasn't done it in years. Um, I love Kuz. And I think, I think, I think the biggest question for the Lakers is this. If Kyle Kuzma is right, physically is right mentally they could be a much better team because he had yet to have really much of an impact or a positive impact on the season when it stopped it was everybody but kuzma kind of playing it at, at at their top level if kuz is back i would say the lakers get back to being a favorite but it's a big if especially considering they just lack the depth of guards and guys to create shots for others um i i also I look at the Bucks, and it's going to be very telling for that team 
you know, and and the the thing about the Bucks, which is fascinating to me, Chris Middleton says he didn't touch a ball for three months. I don't I don't believe him, and if it's true, I, I think that's uh, that's that's not good news. Now you could that doesn't mean you're not working out, but the development of your ball skills and getting it back in a month in ramp up time, whoo that that is an uphill climb. I still think it's the Clippers. I still think it's the Lakers. Um, I'm intrigued to see what Houston looks like because when you don't have, remember, you don't have home games, but you also don't have road games. And they could be a matchup problem, most specifically for the Lakers, who don't have the 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 number of perimeter players to guard them and could struggle with small ball if Houston could get hot. Uh, and I'm intrigued to see what Milwaukee looks like because you have a team that has not won big and they had a great home court them losing that home court seems like the most like the lakers lose their home court and they were going to play the clippers and would be like a home game even when they played the clippers but the bucks because of their youth because of the energy in milwaukee the desire to keep Giannis, and the desire to win a championship for the first time since kareem was there i think the bucks lose the most in losing their home court and we'll see if chris middleton really is that rusty let's get you to our guest for the day Brian Snow works for 24-7 Sports. He's a basketball recruiting analyst. He knows everything, the insides and outs of the game from these guys when they're, you know, 14, 15 years old. He's awesome for this particular topic. He joins us now on the All Ball Podcast. B, Amani Bates, uh, how good? He's really damn good. And, you know, I, I wrote about this, Doug. Kind of one of the things that really separates him from other guys who have gotten the best since LeBron title, guys like, O.J. Mayo, Tyreek Evans, is he's not this, like, overgrown, physically developed 16-year-old. He's actually got a lot of room for growth, and then he's also not this just freak athlete who you're hoping his skills catch up. He's super skilled, super smart, has an incredible work ethic. So he combines good physical tools with incredible intelligence, incredible work ethic, and skills that are off the charts. And at six foot eight with, you know, ball skills on the wing, I mean, he just does things that are so advanced for his age. It's, it's really impressive. Um, okay, so uh, why Michigan State in your mind? Why did he choose Michigan State? I mean, quite honestly, they were recruiting him. I mean, it's really that simple. His dad was getting all sorts of frustrated with the fact that his son wasn't being recruited. He was universally considered the best high school prospect in in, in this sport, and schools just weren't recruiting him. Because they all thought he'd go G League, uh, G League Select, or overseas, or, or, or what? They just thought he wasn't going to college. Right. And Amani himself has said he doesn't want to go to college. He, he wants to go right to the NBA. Now, I don't personally, there's a whole lot that goes into that that's out of his control, obviously, including the NBA CBA. And as of right now, really only one person wants to change that rule. And it, granted, it's the most important person. It's Adam Silver. But, you know, there's not as nearly the momentum to change the one-and-done rule as there was maybe six months ago. So, Why do you think that is? Because of the G League select thing? No. I think it's, it's – you talk to scouts and front office people. They don't want to be in high school gyms. Correct. They want, they want that year of – college development where one they learn what you're like against other good other good and developed players and two they learn what you're like when you're away from home do you lose your mind and act a fool do you show responsibility you know how do you how do you react to everyday regimented things like 
got to be in the weight room. You got to, how do you show up to practice? How do you show up to work? Do you show maturity? How do you respect your coaches? That's all very important to the NBA evaluation that you simply can't get in high school. So it gives them more certainty on what they're drafting. Why, why, um, listen, listen uh, again, uh, all your points I agree with, and I know that they're not just your points. They're points of people that you know in the business that you've talked to. Why, though, this is weird. We, we've we gotten to this place, and maybe I have to be careful about living in the media realm and in the social media realm, but what you're saying is what I know to be the, my thoughts, but also the thoughts of lots of powerful NBA basketball people as well as the NBA PA and, and said, like, those guys don't want more young guys in the league. Like, they just they, – they don't. Uh, it doesn't make the league better. You you need that year. You probably need two or three years, to be totally honest with you. But anyway, why, though, do so many in our position – and your position in the media is different than my position, right? You're much more entrenched. But why – are so many writers under the belief that the one and done is a bad thing and that they they believe everybody wants to change it when that's not – why the disconnect, I guess, is my question. It's, it's tough for me to speak for other people. Um, I think that – I do think in some respect they can see and they're correct in saying Adam Silver is the guy championing this and he's the guy with the most power. But at the end of the day, he does work for, what is it, 30 owners, 32 owners, whatever. Um, but he genuinely believes he wants, because he believes just on principle that the players are the product and they should be allowed to come to the NBA right away. So he's viewing it from that perspective. Scouts are viewing it from the we need to know what we're getting perspective. Right. And then GMs are looking at it from the, well, our best value is when a guy's on a rookie deal. At, at a one and done, you know, his first year, we get some value out of him. But if he's coming right out of high school, that's two years of his rookie deal where we're not getting the value we're supposed to be getting, which makes team building hard. And so they, they look at it from different perspective. And then, of course, as you mentioned, the NBA PA, they look at it from the perspective of we don't want to lose our jobs. Our job, you know, as the NBA PA, we want to protect who's in the Players Association now. I, so I, 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 think, I, right, I, I think writers kind of miss that and – there is the belief, and I, uh, Doug, I know you disagree, but I have this belief that players should be compensated in college. So it's like they're getting the raw end of the deal, and that plays mind games on yourself into thinking that this makes it all better by having them be able to go to the NBA. Right, and, and I, everyone I, should want that. Okay, so really so, so so the, you you bring up a great point. Let's let's kind of go through it. Like the GM, I actually think the GMs, it's it, it look. They all get fired when they drafted high school kids because here's what happens. You, and you draft a high school kid and you draft a guy in the first round and the owner's like, we'll play him, right? Like, okay, well, if we play him, we're not going to win. No, 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 play him. Let's see what we got. So you play him and you can't win. You can't win with an 18, 19 year old kid. You just can't. No one does, right? And the first GM and the first head coach Always get fired. Always, always, always. Go back and look. They all get fired within two or three years of drafting those guys early in their life. Even the ones that became superstars because they played them before they were really ready to help you win. And so your team is worse because of it. And people aren't really into the owners aren't really into the process of, wait a second, he's going to be good eventually. You're playing him now. You're losing. Why are you losing now? Okay. So um, for the GM, 
if you draft a kid out of high school, you play in the first, I think the first year is a total wash, total waste of time. I mean, the most ready guy, I guess, was Kobe, and they got to the playoffs and he was bad. But that's like the best, and Kobe's a one in a million, whereas Kevin Garnett and other stars weren't actually, you know, LeBron, I guess, would be the other one. Um, the, like, those are two of the greatest players in the history of the sport, right? And and so so that's the first thing. So GMs, the first year is a waste. The second year is eh. And after that, now all of a sudden you start to get into the where the do we know what we have thing. I think the one of the big things that we're missing, and this is where I actually do think players are compensated, okay? Because I think they're compensated not just with getting into college they couldn't get into, but while they're there, but they're also marketed. And I think what Adam Silver misses, and what like his big swing and misses, and it's better for the league when they spend a year or two in college, I and mean, frankly, the longer, because all we do as broadcasters is promote these guys as something greater than... And the Zion Williamson effect is the perfect example. Zion benefited from being at Duke in terms of getting in shape, becoming a better player, but the biggest benefit was to him as a, in marketing. He, he became a superstar because you align him as a YouTube star with the biggest brand and the cleanest... Again, I, I'm not telling you it actually is clean, and the current investigation into his recruiting may expose the ugly underbelly, but it, it's you combine those two superpowers... And you put him, he only played a couple NCAA tournament games. He didn't play a full season, but look what it did to the marketing of him. Same thing for Kevin Durant. It's better for the league when the player's a little bit mature, but also when they have a legit following once they, from just a year of playing in those big made for TV events and in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And again, like I think. I actually think it benefits the NBA. I certainly think it benefits college basketball to have these guys. I, I know some fans get into like, well, I don't get to know them. And I'm like, y- you know what? You-, you still like watching your team win more than you like getting to know the guy. So, like, I-, I don't see where anyone loses in the current situation. Now, like, on principle, if you just ask me on principle, like, if if I was writing rules of what I think is right, I think they should have the right to go to the NBA. However, if it's collectively bargained that they can't, I see no problem with that either because that's how the industry works through collective bargaining. But, I mean, there, there's just so much to it, especially in, yeah. in regards to Amani, just to bring it back to that for a second. Like, you know, is he going to move up to 2021 and, you know, try to play? He would have to play two years at Michigan State because of the age because he's actually correct age. He's not old. You know, 2022, does he wait and see if the rule gets changed? I mean, there's just so much with Amani and the NBA and what is best for him and his marketing mm-hmm. that it's going to be very unique to watch to see how the situation progresses over the next two years. It, it, it's going to be fascinating to see. And I think what's interesting is going to be how Michigan State recruits around him, right? Because the words, the, how he really feels, will his dad... And will his commitment help Michigan State build some dream recruiting class, much like Oklahoma State did around Cade Cunningham? Granted, no one at, at his level, but they've done very, very well. And Cade ultimately showed up. Obviously, it helps that his brother was on staff. Um, you know, or will it actually be a detriment where no one actually believes he's coming, but they have to save a, a spot for him over the next two years in case he does decide to come and play 
Um, and it actually ends up being a, a detriment to them because everyone knows at the end of the day, he's going to figure out a way to get around the rule and not actually play in college. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <laughs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bear Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, Feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. All right, let me let me get to the, the news of the moment, which is... Uh, uh, which we you know, like, I think this is interesting. McCour maker ends up committing to Howard. Now Howard's a HBCU historically black uh, college. Um, and uh, it's, it's interesting on a multitude of levels. He not only committed, but 
you know, picked him ahead of UCLA and Memphis and Kentucky. Uh, he's a kid that's well traveled, right? Going, you know, moder- he went to Orange Lutheran and then he kind of bounced around. He's a top fifty kid. First, how good is McCurmaker? You know, he, he's really good. Uh, he, he's unique in that he's six ten, but he doesn't really always play like a big man. Um, he, he tries to play on the wing a little bit more than I would like, but but he's talented. He's six foot ten. He can dribble, pass, and shoot. He's a you know he's he's not a great athlete. He's an okay athlete, but he's got good length. And, you know, he's skilled. He knows how to play. So he's a really talented player that is still working to put it all together, but he's a really talented player. Uh, how how big is this for the sport that he picked in HP? Kenny Blakeney, who, but if anybody has paid attention, um, Howard was terrible last year in Kenny's first year. Now, I'm not saying it's an easy job. Any of those jobs, there's, those are tough jobs. They won three games against Division One opponents. Three. And... Uh, he's going there. How, how how big is this for the sport in your mind and for recruiting? Um, you know, I don't think it's as big as some people do. I'll be honest, just because I hesitate to think that a lot of kids are going to follow this path. Now, maybe they will. And if they do that, that is a big game changer. But when you look at McCurr's situation, it's just so unique. I mean, his guardian, Ed Smith, who was Thawne Maker's guardian, and I don't think I'm breaking any news here, a lot of schools just aren't going to deal with the man. I mean, they're just not. So, like, I know Kentucky was on his list. Was Kentucky really recruiting him? Honestly, I don't think so. Um, did UCLA, I, like, I've known Mick Cronin for 15 years. Like, is that kid going to play for Mick Cronin? I don't know how that's going to work. Mm-hmm. But maybe UCLA really want it. I'm not saying they don't. So, by him going to Howard, it's First of all, I think he'll definitely be eligible at Howard, which which is a big part of this. But you still have the kid still wants to go to the NBA. Ed still wants him to get paid. He did the same thing with Thawne. Thawne committed to, I think Thawne committed to a school or was planning to commit to a school, and then ultimately went to the NBA. Um, I think in Ed's mind, the kid's still going to go to the NBA, but this is kind of the backup plan. So there's this part of me that wonders: Is this actually going to hurt the movement yes. of HBCUs getting top kids? if he backs out at the last minute, because he still is in the NBA draft process. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I still think there's so much left to it in terms of, you know, what kids are going to seriously consider that option, what aren't. McCurmaker's not this kid who, like, a lot of other kids hang out with and look up to. He's not, you know, he's not a trailblazer in that regard. He, he's never been Mr. Popular on the circuit and stuff like that. So I don't know if he's the guy that that really would start a movement. But if it does, it'll be interesting to watch. I mean, there's no question about that. I think pe- people forget that in the 70s, and again, this is secondhand information my dad, my late father, told me, which he's like, look, in the 1970s, there was a movement um, in basketball to the best black players to go play in the Ivy League. James Brown, who, of course, is a broadcaster for CBS, was a great player at Harvard, um, and they had other great players at Harvard. That that movement kind of obviously slowly died off once when, when the NCAA tournament expanded and um, and the Ivy League, you know, clearly chose to not use its resources towards sports. That thing died off kind of quickly. But he's like, there was a five there's five years there where uh, between, you know, Columbia uh, recruiting New York City kids and and Harvard and uh, um, and and Penn, really, you know, they had. They they all had some of the some of the top 
if they didn't really top hundred, but some of the top kids from the East Coast would go there. Uh, I guess the the big one would be Mikey Williams, and he's mm-hmm. only a freshman, going to be a sophomore. He's old, which means he could be draft eligible, or he could, you know, he could, you know, go to the G League select team after his junior year, and then potentially go to the NBA. Like Mikey Williams is the one that that changes the things, right? Yeah, if Mikey does it, that's a little bit different. You know, a lot of he's friends with a lot of kids. A lot of kids really like Mikey. You know, they they know about him. They look up to him. He's not this like random kid who's kind of been in Canada and then been at every other high school and is you know transferred five different times. Who no one really got got to know. So you know that's where it's like a kid like Mikey Williams. It's a whole different beast than McCurmaker. Also, like Mikey, like he's theoretically at least not already declared for the NBA draft and had made those intentions known at the beginning. You know, that's the thing with McCurr is like, he's been telling people and Ed Smith's been telling people like, you know, he's going to the NBA. They, cause technically, and without getting into the minutia of it, like if he were a quote unquote American born, he wouldn't be draft eligible because he's not a year removed from high school. But they applied based on him being Canadian, I guess, or he's from Australia. I, you know, it's, it's a whole big thing where they basically like they did with Thornmaker, where they found a loophole to get him draft eligible a year earlier. And they did that with McCurr as well. So it's just the, every situation is different. Mikey is a kid, and it's not just limited to a kid like Mikey Williams, but he's mentioned it publicly, so it's easy to say his name. But a kid like Mikey Williams just has a whole different impact than a kid like McCurmake. Um Okay, uh, last thing. Um, the, the, the Duke thing with Zion Williamson. Like, I still, like, okay, so we've had, um, first, like, Oklahoma State got just uh, crushed with the NCAA uh, uh, probation or whatever, taking them out of the tournament for the one year they have Cade Cunningham. And... The people I talked to like, look, do they have real grounds for appeal? Sure. But the idea that the NCA who just put these new kind of policies into effect is going to go like, nah, we'll change our mind doesn't seem likely. So we haven't they, they had one uh, level one violation, whereas Kansas is five. Uh, and then you have the Duke thing. What does this end up looking like? In your opinion, you've been around this like your entire professional life. What do you think this ends up looking like for college basketball if, in fact, we have a season this year? Um, that's, a, that's a really good question. First, you know, and we got the what I forget which acronym or whatever that the NCAA uses for their new independent review yeah. board. But, uh, you know, so we've never seen how quickly or how not quickly that that's going to work. So would Kansas's case even be resolved this year? I don't know. The, the thing with Kansas that is tricky is the NCAA kind of went over T.J. Gasnolas, who was an Adidas representative, went over his transcript of his court report and basically said, well, we like this sentence, but we don't like this one. We think he was lying here. But oh, he was this sentence, yeah, that sounds like the truth. Uh, we don't like this one. And kind of picked and choose. I, I don't know how that's really going to hold out. Uh, it seems like if you're going to take testimony as fact, you have to take the entire testimony as fact, and they really didn't do that. Um, so I'll be really interested on that front, just to see how that goes. The Duke thing, I don't think that's ever going to see the light of day. I, I just, I don't think Zion's going to have to testify. I don't think anyone's going to have to talk about his time at Duke, so I don't think that'll ever see the light of day. 
Um, so I think Duke will be fine in that regard. Now, whether they did or didn't do that, I personally do not know. But, you know, like, I just don't think it'll ever be a matter of public record. So right. The NCAA really won't have anything to go on. So if we have a season, I would think Duke's fine. Kansas, we have no idea because we don't know how quickly the board's going to work. Then the Oklahoma State thing, it was like they were trying to make this, like, statement, and it just doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't it doesn't make sense at all, right? I mean, the you, you have to take so many leaps, right? Well, Mike Boyton was on staff when this took place. Yeah, but he was like the third assistant. Well, he, he yeah. kept he kept the assistant in question. He, okay, but he's not alleged to have known or have any sort of influence on it and they didn't actually get the it didn't it doesn't it doesn't seem to hold up, but I, I agree with you. Once you can't say we have this independent board and we're going to empower them. You empower them, and then the first big decision they make, say, "Nah, that was too. They we're, we're we're going to, you know, we we think it was too tough." Like that's, I think Oklahoma State gets caught up in really, really bad timing. I really think that's what ends up happening. It, it would seem that way. It, what I can't figure out is it's all been about like head coach control, and I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus, but the head coach at the time was Brad, Brad Underwood. Underwood, and nothing's happened to him. Nor nor and will anything happen. Like brought up, it's like, well, what? Why is Mike Boynton's name brought up and not Brad Underwood? That, that's what—that's the point I can't like even like grasp in my mind. And it's not that I think or want Brad to get in trouble because no. I, you know, just genuinely as a human being, I don't feel that way. But it's like, why is Mike paying for someone else's sin? And, well, and why he wasn't is in charge? Right. And why is Oklahoma State? I guess why is Oklahoma State paying for somebody else's sins? But yeah, make more. My, why, why is Mike? Yeah, I, I, it's I, I, it's very confusing. It's very confusing, and I'm I'm willing to believe that with with their with the level of investigation that they were able to have, that if Underwood didn't really know about all that was going on, right? And I I think that's it's it's generally believed that you know obviously the exception is Bill Self because he's on the phone with these guys, but unless there's phone calls with with Brad Underwood, like I'm willing to believe that Brad Underwood's like get it done. Let me know what I need to do. Get it done, right? That's what that's what you tell a guy who's yeah. out there recruiting. Get it done, and and let me know um, if he's not privy to those conversations. But I'm I'm with you. Then why is Mike Boynton, who's like two steps removed from it, now suffering the consequences from something that he had no idea about that that actually existed? That doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just fail to find the like. I, I'm 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 more concerned with the process than the actual result. And this was a flawed process. Yes. Because if you have a flawed process, fundamentally you're going to get to a flawed result. result. Okay, last last thing, and then then we both got to run, okay? Um, Let's say the Warriors have the first pick. If you're going to pick one guy in this NBA draft, who is it? For me, I'm always trying to pick the best player because I'm not worried about position fit as much and, you know, like my current roster. To me, if you get the best player, ultimately that's going to help you win more games. Agreed. Because in the NBA, you can make trades and everything. And I personally think the best player is Anthony Edwards. Mm-hmm. James Wiseman being a center and not shooting threes, I can't take him number one. LaMelo Ball, he has a lot of hype from places that benefit him to get hype. And like they just gloss over the fact that he shot like 22% from three and have like one good game. So I can't get with that either. Not to mention he's never dominated at any level. Not in Australia, not in high school. Like that's going to be a tough sell for me. So I'm going with Anthony Edwards. 
He's a beast. The only thing people can pick apart was he didn't shoot well at Georgia, which was not a good team, but plenty of guys have not shot well in their first year in college basketball. If you watch them shoot, they'll become good shooters. Great stuff, Brian. Great stuff. Thank you so much for joining us and giving us your perspective. Thanks, Doug. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that! Shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great, too with thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bare Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. All right, look, my, my general takeaway is this. I think when players commit to playing in college, it's a good thing. And I am like anybody. I've always wondered. 
I've always wondered, like, are there going to be, you know, five of the top high school basketball players in the country that get together and say, let's go play for Howard. You know, let's go play for Hampton. Let's go play for Norfolk State. Now, the the issue becomes, one, uh, do you have not just the coaching, because Blakeney's plenty good enough, but the resources. Do you have the resources to support them? So their bodies change, their games change. Like, really, as far as crowds and that, that stuff does become overrated. Um, and is McCurmaker a big enough name to demand uh, ESPN and Fox, CBS, put him on TV? Probably not. But a Mikey Williams would. A Mikey Williams would. And that's the part, that's the point where the tipping point. Until then, it's all talk. Personally, I th- I think it's awesome. And I think it would be awesome if guys went to the Ivy League they, like they used to in the 1970s. Um, because the, the truth is, at least by my estimation, the greatest way to elevate yourself, your family, your race is through education and the people that you're around. And some of the champions of black businesses go to Morehouse, go to go to Hampton, uh, go to go to uh, Norfolk State. Um, but to this point, we have not seen any sort of influx. And the question becomes, do some of these NBA players or some alumni or just some very successful black businessmen decide we're going to invest in these programs, get them the best facilities and strength coaches and practice facilities. Because when you do, then you can really be at at the same starting gate as the rest of Division One college basketball, or Division One college football. Until then, you got a massive uphill climb and you're asking a player to make a leap of faith and a, an amount of sacrifice that many aren't willing to make, even if only for six months in a one and done or for, for several years. Um, but I think it could be a great thing. I think the Ivy League would be a great thing because the truth is that the facilities are facilities are generally overrated. Nobody became a great player because of facilities. <laughs> they, they didn't. You became a great player because you had natural born talent. You got in a gym. You worked in your game. You had good coaching. You worked in your game some more and you played in games and you worked and worked and worked and got better. Watch film and, and you can do that anywhere anywhere but we we do all get caught up in chasing the shiny stuff i do and sometimes the shiny stuff is an arena or a practice facility or the best shoes and the best gear and tv but games on tv that doesn't determine whether or not you play in the nba they find you wherever you are so we'll see if mccurr maker or if mikey williams if that changes the landscape of things it could and if it does we're all better because of it but if not it's just a one-off story and mccurr maker was simply chasing headlines and he ends up declaring for the NBA going to the G league. And we forget about that. This ever happened. And there is no movement or push towards HBCUs, but it does ask the question, why hasn't this happened already? And when is it legitimately going to become a thing? Not yet, but we're close. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is all ball. matchup between your two favorite teams and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with american express you breeze through the card member entrance stop by the lounge now it's almost tip off and everyone's already on their feet this is gonna be good 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 